City. It's your man, Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets. And you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to the Hornets and Heartbreak Podcast. My name is Mark Bernanke and I'm here with my co-host Tim Rogers. What's up, Tim? What it do? Liquor Mark. I'm doing pretty well, man. So we haven't recorded um, in a couple weeks. I actually got a mild concussion on the day of the draft playing basketball. And uh, Tim, the symptoms have thankfully cleared up. I'm feeling fine now. But they came back suddenly during this past G, uh, summer league game against the Golden State Warriors. You can tell because I almost said G League, dude. Now I'm suddenly concussed again <laughs> after watching that game. Uh, not good, Tim. Not good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a uh, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, no, the third quarter literally gave me a stomach ache. Yeah. I had to like start drinking some water. Yeah, no, it it causes medical symptoms. Uh, the the worst part of the game, or at least definitely the headline for this game, is that Brandon Miller Miller only took four shots. Um, he had eight fouls, which is legal in summer league. Apparently, uh, you can get up to ten fouls. Four turnovers. Um, he did have a lot of assists, and we were talking like before the podcast. We don't think it was like a bad game by Brandon Miller. He had some nice passing, seven assists, and like he displayed some playmaking ability at times. It was just an incredibly passive game from Brandon Miller, where you expect the number two overall pick to at least get up 10 shots in a summer league game. And he only got up four. Um, so it's a bit concerning. Um, yeah, I was trying to I was trying to think, what would we say about this performance if we were watching another team's second overall pick? Yes, yes, that's a very good way to put it. You have to stay objective. We would be laughing, and we would be saying it's, it's a bust. Yeah, I think we would be talking a lot of trash. Um, I yeah, I don't, I don't blame it on entirely on Miller. I do think he is responsible for some of it. Uh, would be nice to see him at least like try to take someone off the dribble 
without a screen. Uh, you know, they were throwing doubles on him whenever he got inside the arc, which is kind of an odd choice, but, you know, worked out for him. Uh, yeah, but I would say let's start on the positives. Uh, the passing is legit. Three really, really high-level passes this game. Yeah, and, and, and some of his turnovers, too. He had four turnovers and I think, like, six last game. But some of his turnovers are on passes that are so nice that they shock the teammate by how good they are. Um, and you texted me during during the game, like he might be the second best passer on our team next year. Uh, and I don't I don't disagree. Uh, seven assists for somebody who's six eight six nine uh, is pretty pretty impressive. That was the one thing that he displayed where he he just kind of had like a laid back like play in the flow of the offense kind of game, um, which would work on our real team but it's just not what you want him to do on the summer league team. Yeah, I was um halfway through the fourth quarter. I was, you know, kind of coping a little bit. And I was like, you know what? This really just shows that he's a great teammate. He knows <laughs> that his spot's locked down. He's just trying to make sure that these other guys find a home in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. No, I also, I also had that thought. But uh, he shot two shots in the first three quarters and had zero points going into the fourth quarter. Which is just not not good, Tim. It's not good. He was setting lots of screens, which I found interesting considering his like position of small forward shooting guard, right? Um, he was setting lots and lots of screens, and it seemed like there are a lot of times where he got the ball and then like immediately gave it up um, to go set a screen. But yeah, somebody's gonna have to talk to him, like the coaching staff or a friend or something. I expect him to jack up shots next game, like. If he's not putting up 15 shots next next game, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, we had a Matt Barnes, uh, NBA legend, on the broadcast, pretty much just openly begging Brandon Miller to shoot for the last 15 minutes of the game. He's like, I don't care if you miss 15 shots. Just get up 15 shots. He was like pleading with him. Here's, uh, here's my thought. Have you seen the movie Office Space, Mark? No. Ah, well... It's about a guy who hates his job and he goes to a hypnotherapist and uh, the hypnotherapist gets him to relax and just feel as though he's been out fishing for eight hours. And then he gets stuck in a trance. Um, maybe we get a hypnotherapist and we convince Brandon Miller that we're always down or we start the game down 25 points. That's the only time he shoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the first game as well. First game, slightly, slightly better for Brandon Miller. Um he had 18 points, also was in foul trouble, also had five turnovers. Um, I guess he only had five fouls in the first game, so not not really foul trouble considering the 10 fouls uh, limit. But he at least took 11 shots and was relatively efficient. Like, I thought he was a bright side in the first game, um, like probably the, the lone upside in the first game against the Spurs. Um, and then tonight, just kind of all of the focus was on him because he just wasn't shooting the ball. Um but I'll I'll stand by what I said. Like you know, like you said, like they're double teaming him inside a three point line. Um, was it a great performance? No, but I don't think I don't think he did anything. Like it's just he didn't shoot the ball, and and, and we need him. We need him to be that guy. Which yeah, I mean, was was the concern? Uh, you know, when we drafted him, it's like can this guy create his own shot? And I mean, honestly, he was kind of getting locked up by second round picks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not um really showed no off ball juice whatsoever. Uh, finishing has not been there. Um, but again, you know, this won't be his his role, at least, you know, right away in the league. Uh, and there were, you know, 
literally 10 times where he was wide open from three and Bryce McGowan's or Bailey just decided I'm going to drive into four people and take this shot. Yeah. We were joking at some point, like let's count the number of passes that this team makes per possession. And the, the moment that I said that I counted and it was zero. <laughs> it was zero passes on the next possession. This team just has no ball movement. This team sucks, Tim. This is like a pain, <laughs> painful, painful watch. Um, I think it's partly because we have like no center. Back to back to Brandon Miller real quick. The one thing that I'm excited about is that on those 10 possessions where he's open from three, uh, playing with Lamelo Ball, Lamelo's going to find him. So that's that's one thing. That's one bright side. And he has displayed good shooting in the limited number of attempts he's had, four for 10. You know, so uh, the three-point shot, I think, is real. I think the catch and shoot is real, um, you know, right away. And I think, you know, maybe a year or two down the line, the off the dribble will be a little better. His shot does seem, it's very flat. Like, he does not get a ton of arc on his shot. It's kind of just a laser. Yeah, it's direct. It's direct. Um, okay, any more thoughts on on, on Brandon or uh, you want to move on to, like, Kai? Um, over under 12 and a half points for the game on Friday. I'll take, I'll take that over for sure. I'll take that over. I think it was just a down game. Um, not, not anything to get, to get excited about, but I thought, you know, he, he just was too, he just was too passive and somebody has to tell him next game, next game to get after it. Like he was in college, right? Like he's probably just finding, finding his role, um, on this team, not not super familiar with the players, right? And he's not dribbling enough. His usage, if there was usage percentage on this ESPN uh, box score, I'm sure it'd be super low for this game. Um, you just need to get him more involved. The coaches need to get him more involved. He needs to self-get more involved, right? Just be like, okay, this is my possession. Um, would Yeah, would you, would you feel better if he was like 4 of 17? Yeah, he's, you know, the announcers were saying that. Not really. Not really. Like, I, I don't know. It, what would you call this an atrocious game for Brandon Miller? Like a terrible game. Um, if he was on the Portland Trailblazers, I yeah, probably I would. Um, yeah. But I mean that that's biased. I mean I wouldn't say atrocious because I mean I think the passing was really good. It was just a peculiar game. Yeah, just not not what you would expect. You know, like if you were just watching it and you had no idea he was the second pick in the draft, I don't think that would. Is, I don't think that's what you'd come away from in this game. No, you would say like, oh, Kai Jones, that guy, he's pretty good, um, <laughs> and, and he was actually pretty good, pretty good in this game. We were both very, very low on Kai and Book Knight after that first game. It's like, damn, these guys are going to be out of the league after their third season. Um, but Kai had a, a very, very good game. He was probably him and Amari Bailey the only bright spots on the team. Um, he had four steals and two blocks and there was a stretch where like golden state was up by like 10 or eight and Kai Jones kind of brought us back, um, in that second quarter with all these super active defensive plays. Like, like I said, four steals, which is awesome. Um, and his dunking dude, like doesn't matter if anybody's around him, he still dunks the ball. Um, so I don't know. I come, I come away from this game with like a little bit more Kai Jones optimism than, than I had. Uh, that was definitely uh, not, you can't say spectacular, but a great, great game from him. Um, 
And I don't see why that wouldn't be repeatable, like in the NBA at the power forward spot. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would go that far. I mean, I do agree with the athleticism. I would say that this has been his best summer league game of his career. And at this point, you know, he's, he's starting to really rack him up. Yeah. Um, the sec, the second quarter specifically, um, yeah, I mean, the athleticism certainly pops and, you know, not, I don't think it's like a lack of effort by him either. Like he's not sleepwalking through things. He's just, uh, just gets a little lost at times, but, um, yeah. He really, he just cannot get a defensive rebound to save his life. Yeah. So he had the second fewest defensive rebounds on the team. Sorry, third fewest behind Kobe Simmons and Justin Robinson, who are both guards who played a combined 18 minutes. And Kai Jones played 23 minutes. He had one defensive rebound in this game and he was playing center. He was playing the center position for the Hornets. Uh, And that just doesn't add up. There are times where he's just not boxing out. Like he, he just gets lost defensively. Um, and yeah, you'd like to see like a way more polished player three years in the NBA. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get. Um, you know, the hair, hair looks dumb. Got to say that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I just, I would, I would rather have just traded two second round picks for Obi Toppin and just, just gone down that road. Yeah. I mean, you're saying trade Kai too, or what? I mean, I like if, if Usman Garuba and Ty Ty Washington get, you know, a second round pick, I, I don't think that, I don't think that Kai Jones is worth literally anything. Yeah. Okay. Except, you know, teams probably see that highlight of, uh, I'm forgetting uh, the announcer's name. It's not coming to me. Who's the You're talking Eric Collins? Yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, I just had a brain fart. Eric Collins, where he just goes nuts and sounds like he's on crack. Uh, <laughs> announcing Guy Jones's dunk against the Wizards last year. Uh, that that clip is viral on uh, Instagram because it's just like, what is this announcer going this crazy for? <laughs> on, on like a pretty nice dunk, but not the craziest dunk you've ever seen. Eric Collins is just like, hum diddly dee. Yeah, I mean, if we're going off highlights, then Kai Jones is definitely top five players in the league. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, I, I hope that, I hope that you know, on his next team, I hope that he has like a good playoff series. Like, you know, maybe a, obviously not the same style player at all, but you know, like similar to Rui Hachimura this year, where you're like, oh man, he's actually going to stick around the league. Good for him. I just don't think that'll be with the Hornets. All right, so do you want to go from mildly depressing to super depressing, or from mildly depressing to like, oh, kind of optimistic? Now let's just let's knock it out. James okay. Cook night, dude. He's done. He's done. <laughs> James Cooked night. Uh yeah. Yeah, he is not very good at basketball. <laughs> if if this is his third summer league season, Tim, and he's three for eleven with six points, oh for six from the three point line, uh in last game was was not su- substantially better. Four for seven, twelve points. I mean like a little bit better. But uh yeah, he just only looks for his shot, and it's not a very good shot most of the time. He's not very reliable as a scorer. Like, I, we had this vision of him as being like a bucket getter. But guess what, Tim, you have to do if, if you're a bucket getter? Yeah, you have to get buckets, and he can't do it. So that, that he, his game just has 
has not translated to the NBA. He's had like two or three little moments, but man, yeah, like I said, third year in summer league for James Booknight, and he got six points. He got outscored by Justin Robinson and Amari Bailey. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He um he had me on some some old man shit in this game where I was kind of getting pissed off. I was like, what do you think? Like you're too cool to actually try? I was like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, you know, you might be out of the league in two years. And he's just, you know, flippantly just, yeah, I guess I'll just walk into a contested three. Like, not not trying on defense after the first four minutes of the game. Yeah, just just an utter, like an utter disaster um, that draft was. Where pretty much every player picked between Book Knight and Kai Jones are all, like, good, solid contributors. And we whiffed on this stack draft. Yeah, man, Book Knight is terrible. Uh, really feel bad for him. Really, I feel bad for myself. I'm selfish on this one. I don't feel bad for him. He's a millionaire. He's fine. Um, yeah, it turns out everyone being like, well, you know, he shot 29%, you know, from three his last year in college, but the shot looks good. No, it just turns out he can't shoot. Yes. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really have like that much to add other than, um, yeah, I'm selling all my stock. Uh, I, I can't get over it. I'll say, I'll say it for the third time. This is his third year in the summer league, dude. And he's like our seventh, eighth leading scorer playing substantial minutes. It's it's not good. Uh, and and what you said about him looking casual, like he has the demeanor of somebody who can get his shot off at any time and make make shots. Like he he looks the part of somebody who scores, you know, at will, but he just doesn't score at will. Yeah, he kind of, he plays a little bit like the beginning of the first Uncle Drew video where the handles are there, but the shot is just clanking off the backboard. Mm. That's pretty much just been Book Knight's career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go. Let's go upside. Um, other players that we recently drafted, Nick Smith Jr. I thought he played pretty nice. Um, I thought he had a pretty good game and Amari Bailey also. Um I'll let you take the lead on which one you want to talk about first. I, I like Nick Smith Jr.'s game kind of a lot. Um, I thought Amari Bailey played well, but had like a quiet 17 somehow. Um, I was more impressed with with Nick Smith Jr. Um, he had four assists, 14 points, and several times hit deep twos. And that's something we got you got to coach out of him. That he's he's like stepping inside the three-point line intentionally to get to shoot a contested two. And he made them, but uh, three-point shot is more valuable. Um, that's, like, definitely a product of of not the NBA coaching, right? And I have a feeling that he'll be able to fix that a little bit. Uh, it, like, seemed unnecessary. He was, like, DeMar DeRozan style, right? Like, oh, I have to shoot. I have to shoot a deep two instead of a three. Um, and, yeah, but outside of that, I, I've liked him so far in the first first two games. He also can pass, which Amari Bailey has had zero assist. Yes, yeah, I don't even know if Bailey passed the ball. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I am. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for for Nick Smith's game. I like I like the uh, the combo guard that has like a little bit of like in between game. Um, you're right about the uh, the long twos. This will be the only time he's ever in the same sentence with Kobe Bryant. But um, gotta respect it. I mean, he'll have like one foot on the three point line, like one foot in. You just don't see that very often anymore. 
aesthetically, it's just like, oh, this reminds me of my childhood. Right. But uh, yeah, not not the shot you want to see. Kind of, I like the floater game. I don't know how well it will translate into the NBA his first year. But um, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> again low bar here. Looked a lot better than Book Night. Yeah, yeah, and for a rookie, that's something to be said. And he, I mean, he was one of the most uh, highly touted like recruits coming out of high school. So I mean, take that with a grain of salt for sure. The high school rankings are not. Uh, you know, not the say all be all, but um, he is also tall for a guard, six five. Um, so like if he's playing, if he's playing point guard, he's he's got decent size. Um, to be like a backup guard in the NBA, I'm not sure if he's a gonna be a shooting guard or or a point guard per se, but I think he has the skill set to kind of do either. Um, maybe a little bit more of it too, but yeah, I I like his I like his game and Amari Bailey this game. Um, he did score the, the most points on the team. 17 points and was somehow plus 17 in a game that we lost by 15. So like, I mean, am I right that it's a quiet 17? Maybe I just thought it was Bryce McGowan scoring every time he scored. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. I I wasn't wearing my glasses. So uh, yeah, uh, could be that, but yeah, 17 and 17 minutes and a plus 17. So that's his lucky number. You should switch to switch to 17. (laughs) He was, um, he was getting to the rim. Pretty much nonstop. Uh, not not a great ball handler. Definitely not a good passer. But um, he was aggressive. I'll I'll give it to that. He gambles a ton on defense. Mm. I mean, he's just you know. I normally in summer league, I'm not a stickler for it. But uh, yeah. I mean, he is just you know going for every ball like Monte Ellis style. Uh, yeah, but I think there might be something there. I think he was also was it yeah Nick Smith was number three in the draft class. He was number five. But um. I always bring it back to Avery Bradley was the number one recruit in his high school draft class. So don't, don't put too much stock into it. Yeah. Yeah. The Hornets, the Hornets draft uh, principles are, are draft highest, highest high school recruits. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, um, we're talking about Kai Jones and, you know, second chances, third chances. Uh, I just got a notification that Mo Bamba just got a one-year deal with the, 76ers so you know that's a uh, that's Kai's future mm, playing for the 76ers 76ers taking uh <laughs> taking all of our all of our young uh six nine or above players now you know when you're that athletic you just get second chances and third yeah, chances yeah. he definitely will um okay talk about your your favorite player on this team Tim <laughs> oh my boy my boy Najee yeah He's a massive human being. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you watch a lot of NBA and like, you know, you see Victor, like certain guys just stand out for a 19 year old kid. He has a grown man's body. He was setting like legit NBA screens right off the bat. And, you know, that's not that's not a super exciting sales pitch. That's the first thing you bring up. But he was crushing guys on screens. He deterred a couple shots of the rim. He also went for a couple swipes and was out of position. So, you know, there's a reason he went in the uh, second round. But, yeah, 6'11 or 7 foot, depending on where you get the measurements. 7'7 wingspan. And I could see him being, you know, a quality backup center. Oh, wow. Super exciting. Um, Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> <laughs> he, he is massive. This is my really my first impression of James Najee. And you're just like, holy shit. He he stands out. Like I didn't realize how tall he was and like combine that with how 
how jacked he is. He's one of the most jacked NBA players in the league. Um, he's got very, very large biceps. Um, and he just stands out because it's like that's not really important for the NBA having having super strong biceps. Uh, but he he looks like like a bodybuilder, right? Like he's he's incredibly jacked. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I do I do think the the game will be there. He was getting um he was out of position on some rebounds, but even out of position with that wingspan, he did uh he did steal steal a couple boards that way. I don't know, I'm uh I'm intrigued, say at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Um in terms of his game, he uh shot two shots, which is less than Brandon Miller's four. So what do you have to say about that, Tim? Don't you expect him to be uh, having a little bit more of an impact offensively? <laughs> oh yeah, man. Of course, I was I was monitoring that up until the three minutes left. They were tied, and I was like, you know, I don't think that's a good sign. I also don't think it's a great sign that James Booknight is out rebounding Kai Jones pretty consistently. But you know, if we if we put all of those players' skills together, we have a good seventh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Last last thing, Bryce McGowan's not a very good game. He did have like a crazy dunk attempt. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah, which was like I did not know he had that in him. Um so that's my lasting impression of Bryce from this game. But all of the players on this team, like literally all of them except for Brandon Miller, just seem to be looking for their own shot at all times, which is maybe just a summer league thing, but it's also a this team thing, right? Like they're all trying to make make their uh stamp on on this team and uh that stood out maybe the most with McGowan's and Amari Bailey to be honest except Amari Bailey actually was efficient so it's less less noticeable he was three for 11 um not a not a very good game from Bryce but I still I still like his game um probably not as much as you Tim but I, I like I like what he did he had some nice passes like I'm surprised he only had one assist um because yeah he had he had some decent decent like plays where he kicked out to a shooter. I mean, we haven't said this yet. We didn't make a three until the fourth quarter. Like the team just could not knock down shots. So if the team makes a little bit more shots, he probably has like four or five assists. Um, I, I didn't think it was a terrible game, but he's just getting getting a little bit too much in the zone of I'm looking for my own shot. Yeah, that's a nice way to say that um, he played like a huge asshole today. Mm-hmm. Um, really just on his own. And yeah, I like him like, it's like an eighth man. I do. I do like him in that role. I really like the offense running through him. I mean, he's just so clearly has tunnel vision, which, you know, it's summer league. So not a big deal. Um, good for him for getting the shots up. Uh, I mean, he had, he created more looks than Brandon Miller. I mean, I'd rather, you know, I wish Miller was as aggressive as he was, um, you know, with, without, you know, great results. Uh, my takeaway is when there was the defensive three seconds in the fourth quarter, and Brandon Miller had the ball. Uh, that was the fastest that McGowan's ran. He just like ran towards that free throw line. Like I need to get this extra point. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like when when has that ever worked out in the uh, in summer league where like you know the gunner? Like how often do those guys actually get signed? Like I remember like John Seeley like 10, 12 years ago was averaging like thirty eight a game. He still went to China. Like I feel like if you actually just play some modicum of team basketball more likely to get picked up so this is all coming back around to brandon miller where he's the one player who played unselfish 
team basketball, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. You you put that guy on the Celtics and they're winning a championship. You know, he just understands team ball. Real glue guy. Real glue guy. Uh, yeah, no, we're kidding. Brandon Miller, please shoot 15 times next game. Yeah, that's such a sad sentence, man. That's not a lot to ask for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you are shooting less than all the other starters, less than Justin Robinson in the same amount as Xavier Sneed, there's an issue. There's an issue. So, Brandon Miller, please shoot more. Outside of that, we love you. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> and don't get eight fouls. Also that. Oh, yeah. One, uh, one last question before we move away from California Classic Summer League. Who do you think would get the biggest bump in player value if the actual NBA allowed 10 fouls in a game? Mm, like, just like anybody? Yeah. Or like, yeah, you can have like one designated guy per team. And it's like, all right, Mitchell Robinson, you can get 10 fouls, man. Just go fucking crazy. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. probably, right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would definitely be a defensive big. Yeah. Yeah, he's notorious, notorious for foul trouble. Do you have a, another answer? I was, yeah, I was thinking uh, Jackson, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Maybe like Evan Mobley. Yeah, just just get a little risky out there. Or if you're like the Nuggets, it's like, all right, Jokic, you get 10 fouls, man. Fuck it. If you want to close line a guy, go for it. Get a frustration foul. All right, let's talk. Let's talk free agency. Let's let's start with uh, PJ Washington, who has not yet been uh, signed by the Hornets. We have extended him the qualifying offer, um, and no teams have offered him any money yet. Before the pod, we thought we were going to talk about potentially signing uh, Grant Williams, but in like the last hour and a half, he was signed by the Mavs. So that uh, completely kind of rules that out. And it also means that P.J. Washington is probably not going to the Mavs because uh, they now have Grant Williams. Two similar-ish players. Who would you rather have, Tim? Grant Williams or P.J. Washington? Um, I'm biased in multiple directions, but I'm, I'm going with P.J. Yeah, yeah. Me, t- me too. I uh, Grant Williams is probably my least favorite player in the NBA. Uh, sorry that you're from Charlotte, but when you lie about your chess career, um, that kind of really hits a... Is a can you offer me? Can you tell this story? Because it it is we don't want this type of this type of character in our locker room. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he just said he was a national chess champion, uh, and he said it on an interview, and then on a Hornets broadcast, uh, not to call out not to call out Ashley, but she she repeated it because because Grant said it, uh, and then you know like. It's just not true. It's just not true at all. He was not a national champion. In fact, not only was he not a national champion, he finished like in the bottom 2% of the state championship in the same state championship where I, Mark Bernanke, tied for second place. Okay. Uh, Grant Williams was at the bottom of the standings. I was in, was in sixth place on tiebreakers. He was like 170th. And yeah, I don't, I don't like people who lie about their chess skill especially yeah, for those that don't know you can like there's like a basketball reference for chess like yeah. you can go and like look up what people finish it would be yeah as though mark was like oh yeah man i played a little d2 ball <laughs> yeah. no that's literally what it is that's literally what it is just on a much smaller scale uh and like the whole the whole rap with him is that he's like a genius in the nba 
I'm calling bullshit. I don't think I don't think he's that smart. Like, you know, it's very it's very hard to, to be very good at like seven different things. Uh, and like everybody outside of me and you probably thinks like, oh, Grant Williams, didn't he like work for NASA part time? And then he was a national <laughs> chess champion. Uh, and now he's in the NBA. Not true. Not. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He, it's all lies. If he's lying about that. We also um sure they're not listening because they just had a child. Congratulations. Uh, we know people that worked at NASA and they were making like minimum wage. Like if you work at NASA, you're not going to the moon in this day and age. It's like an internship. You grow plants. <laughs> I just said the NASA thing randomly. There's some, like something where he's like really into space or something. And like that's a part of his like uh, bio. But yeah, I, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like him as a player either. You know, talking shit to Jimmy Butler uh, this past playoffs when he's the ninth man and and not getting re-signed by the team doesn't doesn't sit well with me. Um, so yeah, don't, don't like him as a player. Very happy, very happy that he's not on the Hornets. I would have, I would have really not liked that um, from just a personal personal standpoint. Um, and as a player, I think PJ Washington is just better. Yeah, like the the numbers kind of lean towards Grant, but um. I'm just not buying. I'm just not buying it. The Celtics are on all the time, and they play 45 games every playoffs, it seems like. So, send up watching a ton of Grant Williams. Like, cool, he hit seven threes against the Bucks two years ago. That was awesome. That was one of the worst viewing experiences of my life. Uh, kind of just a Grant Williams hater. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Team PJ, and I really wouldn't worry about, you know, what is it, July, July 5th. Now, him not having a, a deal done People uh, are talking like, oh, is he going to take the qualifying offer? No, it's not going to happen. We're going to figure out a deal. Uh, you know, we offered him $13.5 million, uh, annual salary after or before the season. I think it'll come somewhere around, you know, 15 to $18 million a year. And I think that's a good deal. Yeah, I agree. I want to bring it back to Grant real quick. The reason why Grant Williams has better advanced numbers is because he plays for the Celtics and P.J. Washington plays for the Hornets. Um, everybody's stats on the Hornets look worse because – players who are not at that caliber are expected to do more than, than they actually can do. PJ Washington's like the third best player on our team last year. He should not be the third best player on any team. Um, if you were on the Celtics and instead of Grant Williams, I'm pretty confident that he would have better numbers than Grant Williams. All right, Mark, you're 90% of the way there. Just get it off your chest. If PJ Washington was on the Celtics the last two years, they have a championship. It's called like it is. Yeah, and if they had Brandon Miller for sure, uh, that's what they needed. <laughs> you know, their their real mess up is getting rid of Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, yeah and he's just a pro's pro. That's where they went wrong. Um, yes, yeah, so I agree with everything you said about it. PJ's contract. Um, like it's probably going to fall somewhere in that fifteen million, eighteen million range. Interestingly, his dad is his agent. Um, so who knows what's going on behind the scenes? There's one downside of being Hornets, uh, a Hornets podcast is we don't have like a lot of like inside information because, you know, nobody's nobody's interested in what's going on with the Hornets. Um, But I would imagine that like, you know, there's some sort of like disagreement on his exact value. Um, And so it's a little bit of a waiting game right now. That's kind of my take on it. Yeah. And that's, you know, what restricted free agency just kind of comes out. I mean, it's a it's a pretty shitty tactic you know wouldn't happen in the free market um really just any other place other than sports 
But yeah, I mean, it's pretty much used to repress salary and keep guys on teams, and that's what's happening right now. So we'll we'll see. I'd, I'd be shocked. I'd say there's like a 95% chance PJ is on the Hornets next year. Like, nothing to worry about with, you know, a multi-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I will say that there's like also some outside chance that the Hornets view PJ as less valuable now because we drafted Brandon Miller. Um, who does similar things to PJ Washington. Um, but like we've said before, there's there's no harm in like having too many wings. And if we don't let PJ walk, I think that would be a pretty terrible move. Um, because like I just said, there's never a harm in having too many wings. Like PJ Washington moves to the bench, and then we have a great bench, a bench wing, um, or a bench, bench big. So um yeah I hope I hope they don't let him walk for for nothing for sure all right I like that um all right let's get to the uh the hot topic Miles Bridges Mm, I thought you were going to talk about uh Theo Maladon (laughs) hey yeah hey man he um per 100 drives this season he was third lowest in turnover percentage what else do you want to talk about man You put up a real stat for that? <laughs> that? That is real. Dude, he's good. I don't know what to tell you, man. He's definitely – how do we feel about that book night versus Maladon debate now? Oh, uh, dude, I'm riding with uh, – I'm riding with Cook Knight until he's cooked. <laughs> I'm just – he's he is, he is in the oven, man. It is time to give up <laughs> unless you okay. want to – unless you want to start following Czechoslovakian basketball. All right. Uh, yeah. So Miles Bridges, man, back back uh, on the Hornets officially for a low amount of seven and a half million. Is that right? Yeah, I think seven point eight. Okay, cool. Off by point three, um, which would be a life changing salary for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, Miles Bridges back on the team. He, uh, like we thought he was going to get paid. Uh, we thought he was not going to get paid as much as he would have last year but still like some number that's a lot higher than that. And I have to say, I'm pretty surprised. I'm, I was very surprised by that news. Um, I thought, I thought other teams would come in over the top. We're talking about a fringe all-star player, somebody who like had a legitimate all-star case prior to uh, last off season. So I don't know. Um, it's kind of like a prove it year for, for miles. It's a risk. Um, it's a risk of not paying him more, more money than that and not locking him up for more seasons, but it's, I don't know. It seems like a decent piece of business from both sides. Yeah. Like I'm not sure we offered him, you know, four for 50, you know, something in that range. Uh, and you know, maybe he just, you know, it is, it is a bet. I think it's, I think it makes sense for both sides where, you know, if you're the Hornets, you can just be like, well, you know can't lose an asset for nothing. You know, we get to see him this year. Cause I think there's also like a 20% chance that he's not very good this year. Hmm. I mean, it's just, there's not really a history of guys just missing an entire season and then just bouncing back and just like right where they're at now. Um, we're like, you know, when they, when they stopped, um, I mean, I think he is going to be good. I think we'll get off to a little bit of a slow start, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so then if he goes and he averages, 21 6 and 4 next year 
I mean, he's going to get paid. And that'll be a year further removed. So if another team, since he'll be unrestricted, they do want to throw cash at him, we've kind of taken the PR hit. And it won't be as big of a deal a year from now. Sadly, just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say to your 20% chance that he's not very good, I agree. But I also think there's a 20% chance that this guy's had his, his, you know, life fall apart um, uh, through the making of his own. Let me be clear, clear on that. But, but by the same token, um, he could just be incredibly, incredibly motivated, like never motivated like this before. Right. Um, I could see it. I could see it going the other way and him, him not, uh, like you said, getting off to a bad start, having a worse season than he did previously. But I could also see it like he comes in just hot, like, all right, time to prove prove to everybody that I shouldn't have been paid only seven and a half million this year. Yeah, no, I think that's uh I think it's fair. It goes uh two ways. And obviously, you know, I'm not Miles Bridges, but uh when I quit a job and or get fired from time to time, um, I don't know about you. I go and I pick up a twelve pack on the way home. I don't hit the gym. I don't hit indeed until at least a couple days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're talking. We're talking about. We're talking about NBA players, Tim. Uh, with all respect to ourselves, uh, I think. I think you might be. Think you might. Um, be it's. It's yeah. It's also an NBA player that was dumb enough to multiple times post online about drinking lean and yeah. smoking weeds. Which smoking weed? Who cares? But yeah. lean's a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see, man. There's really no way of knowing. Okay. Last last piece of news. Teo Maladon, I'm just kidding. Uh, Lamelo <laughs> uh, Ball signed to uh, the max extension, man. Um, and you know, I'm proud. I'm proud of the Charlotte Hornets organization on this one. Uh, this is, you know, a move that that simply had to be made, um, and they did it. I'm I'm happy for them that they that they finally like paid somebody uh, fully. Right? They they wouldn't do this with Kemba. Um, but Lamelo is just a different kind of player, different kind of talent, um, different kind of star, and yeah, I'm I'm very happy that that he's been locked up. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice because you know you just kind of never know what uh what the Hornets will do, and it was nice that they just knocked it out right away, got it done before Anthony Edwards. Um, you know the most important thing. Just kidding. We don't measure ourselves by other players. Um, yeah, I think that it was a no brainer. And yeah, that five for two sixties was going around. I think it's actually like assuming he doesn't make an all NBA team the next, uh, year, which I think is a pretty safe bet. So it'd be like five years for 203 million. So locked down for the next six seasons. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously this next year, he's still on his, um, his rookie deal. Um, so yeah, yeah. Very, very exciting. I don't have like a lot of thoughts, um, Outside of the fact that, like, like you said, like you never know with the Hornets, this would be a guaranteed move on any other team. I think the likelihood, like, there was some chance that the Hornets like overthought this and and didn't do it or or didn't have um, the financial backing to do it. Maybe maybe Jordan's still the owner. Maybe this wouldn't happen so quickly. Um, so shout out shout out new ownership, I guess. Right, like coming in, like, okay, we got to lock this guy up. Um, you know, Lamella said all the right things that he wants to stay in Charlotte, and he's the best player uh, we've ever had. I would say most talented player we've ever had. So, um, yeah, happy about it. 
Yeah. And also just happy that, you know, don't have to deal with like a year of talking mm-hmm. heads being like, is LaMelo going to take the qualifying offer so he can get as far away from Charlotte as possible? Yes. Because that was, that was definitely going to happen if we were like 10 games under 500 in March. Right. Right. Now the trade, don't think, don't think uh, Hornets fans that like this means LaMelo is playing with us until 2028. Jesus. Um, because uh, the, the like demand a trade thing, if the Hornets suck is definitely, it's definitely possible in like year six, year five, whatever. Uh, that's still, that's still in the cards, but this was the only thing to do and we did it. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, demanding trades, we should uh, note with the miles bridges qualifying offer that um, that gives him a no trade clause for the season. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. If you accept the qualifying offer, you get a no trade clause. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I didn't know that actually. So yeah, that means if the Hornets wanted to trade him, he could deny it. Yeah, so that definitely suppresses value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so like the the one year deal, it looks good if he comes back and sucks. It also looks good if he comes back and is really good, and then we sign him for a longer deal. And it looks like a terrible move, only in the outcome where he's really good and then signs with another team. Yeah, that's going to be really sad when somehow the Heat just add $20 million in cap space and he's somehow in the Heat next year with Damian Lillard, even though I know that's not possible. It just seems like the type of terrible fate would happen. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I guess we don't, we don't have anything else um, on, the, on the docket. I'm hopeful for a better Brandon Miller game on Friday. Tim, we have probably the most exciting summer league game in like the past decade, Victor Wimbanyama's debut uh, against the Charlotte Hornets on Friday against Brandon Miller. So if there's ever, if there's ever been a time for Brandon Miller to please ball out, it <laughs> is this Friday. Cause nobody will even talk about this game. If he drops 25 on Friday and beats Jesus Christ. This is, this is the sign we're, um we're already at the, the phase of grief where we're bargaining. It's like, please, please have 25, Brandon. Please show up for a game, please. Yeah. Yes. It was not great, dude. It was not great. That passing, though. That passing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I hope I hope Victor is terrible um, in the first game and that Brandon Miller balls out. But, uh, yeah, my heart, my heart says that's, that's not going to happen. I just want I just want to see him shoot more shots. I I agree with Matt Barnes. Yeah, let's um let's just get the agenda out front and center. Whatever Wemby does, that's fine. We didn't have that choice. I hate to say it. I'm rooting against Scoot Henderson very hard. Yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah. Victor Victor actually, you know, I just said that I hope he has a bad game. It won't it won't bug me as much as if Scoot comes out and drops like 30 in the first Portland uh game. We also play Portland. Uh, I think we play the Lakers after the Spurs and then Portland. So we'll get a Scoot versus Brandon Miller matchup in our future. And you know where to come for all the G League coverage. We have detailed <laughs> scouting reports on Xavier Sneed, Kobe Simmons, all the players you want to hear about. Um, so be sure to tune in to Hornets and Heartbreak every Thursday. Every Thursday now. <laughs> all right. It sounds good. Mark, do you have anything for a media corner? 
Uh, no, I've not. I've not been watching TV or movies at all recently. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. That's a lie. If I can remember what it's called. All right, Tim, you go. Um, everyone start their their weekend off with um a great film starring Al Pacino and John Cazale from, I believe, 1974, Dog Day Afternoon. Good movie that takes place all in one day. It's a bank heist and uh, has some very interesting, interesting themes and messages along with it. Well worth a watch. All right, I'm going off the grid here. Arcane, Netflix show, nine episodes, animated, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, Tim. Uh, it is a show based off of the video game League of Legends. Uh, and the drama in it is quite good. Uh, the animation in it is incredible. Um, the character development, incredible. Highly, highly recommended. Oh, all right. Nice yeah. enough field. Big, yeah. big fan of that. Arcane. Um, also, download, if you're in the uh, Charlotte area, really anywhere, uh, download your local library app. Get a library card. Uh, they have a ton of books, and you can uh, get some movies on there as well. Uh, I'd recommend Blood in the Garden by Chris Herring about the 1990s New York Knicks fascinating read you weren't lying when you said you've been watching two movies a day haunted um no no i i was not it's been a it's been quite hot and i've been quite bored yeah sorry man i'll try to move back to charlotte soon (laughs) yep that'll that'll do it all right it's been real man we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, be safe out there, Liquor Mark. Peace. Peace.